Hey, this is John Lagadakis, and I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast. This podcast is a live recording of a call that I do each week with other internet marketers where we talk about how we can market our products and services better, how we can get more traffic and make more sales. Now, if you want to join this private coaching group, go ahead and visit my blog. It's johnlagadakis.com. That's J O H N L A G O U D A K is.com and also on the blog i've got a transcript of everything that we talk about including links to sites that i mentioned i hope you get a lot out of today's recording uh, yeah so anything at all anyone wants to talk about yeah. they're most welcome to on the call julie you have a question to start us off yes i do remember last week you mentioned the platinum leads from australia i had a look at that site and they were having a special on for about i think it was three dollars forty a lead but what I'm wondering is, uh, normally when you order leads directly from a company, they send you an Excel spreadsheet with all the information on it. How do you transfer that information into your autoresponder? Or how do you go about extracting that information um, mm-hmm. to the recipients on that list that are interested in a business opportunity? Okay. That's yeah, look, it, I've had yes. this problem in the past. I was given 50,000 leads and I didn't know how to get that into an autoresponder. And I wasn't, I wasn't about to send an email for 50,000 leads. I would have had to have done it like gradually, every 10, so many 10s, because even email programs don't allow you to send more than, a, more than 10 or so. Otherwise, I think it, it comes up as spam or something. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, um, how do you, so you want to know how to? Yeah. You want to know how to uh, import leads that you purchase? Yeah, into an. How to, how to import those leads from Excel spreadsheet into your autoresponder? So, now you're with Aweber. Yes. So let's go. I'll just go into Aweber now, my Aweber account. Do you want me to do the same? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, right. join me okay. uh, as I do this. We'll do it together. Um, so, what we would do is um, now I've never actually done this with Aweber import. I know you can. Oh, there is a uh, way, but it's just finding the way of doing it. Yeah, yeah. You should. So let's. I'll go into uh, Aweber requires you to confirm the uh, recipients before accepting them because if you can't confirm it, they won't export yeah. them or import them, whatever you like to yeah. do with it yeah so that's right with aweber when you import a list they then send an email to that list saying hey would you like to join this list do you do you, you know so they have to click it's like a double opt-in sort of thing so they aweber doesn't just let you import a list and then just start emailing to them immediately uh-huh. so you import the list then they send like a you know you know when you do a double when you have a double opt-in set up where they send them a message saying hey can you click on this link just to confirm that you're happy to receive information from Julie and then they click on that link and then then they become an active subscriber so but uh, you uh, where did you go up to do that in I'm already okay. in Aweber at the moment so under the under the subscribers tab yeah import history. Uh, go to add subscribers. Oh, hang on. Uh, it's not staying up for it. I'm doing it, but nothing's happening. Hang on. Okay. Add subscribe. It's not allowing me to do that. 
It keeps flicking off. I don't know why. Hmm, strange. Add subscribers. Okay, I've got it. All right. Okay. Okay, so I'll import more than 10. Yeah, so you, you so what you could do, so yeah, the options there are that um, you can manually add up to 10. Yeah. You can, if you've got 10 or more, you import them. And that's that's what we're talking about. Now, before we even go there, you need to make sure that your current list is the list you want to import them to. Okay. So, you know, at the top, near the top where it's got the drop down box of all your lists. Oh, yeah. You need to make sure that you've got the correct list selected. Oh, okay. The one that you want to import them into. Yeah. Okay. So then you uh, then would click on import subscribers. All right. The blue button there. Yeah. And oh, actually, it, actually, sorry, it asks you. So by default, it's the one that we, we've already selected at the top. Yeah. Uh, so let's say, yep, that's the one. I'll click on next. Now it's um, you can copy and paste your list if and and you got, you've got to make sure it's in the right format. You can't just like you said. So the 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 file that you would have received from Platinum Leads, yeah, it might not necessarily be in the format that Aweber recognizes. Exactly, that Aweber wants it. That's right. So what the best thing to do is to um, usually they have a um supportive file types xls okay so to, what i like to see is their um template so let me let's just see if we can find let me just go to the support section i'll open this up in a new oh i see the, the tab. it shows you on here what type of files they are xls xlsx tsv csv and text and you well, can that's yeah, that's the file, the file types, that. but but we we need to make sure the data is in the right sequence. So they might ask, like in the example they've got there, mm. they've got the email address, comma, then the first name. So we need to make sure that we put the data that the data that we're giving. Um, all right. Uh, you've got so a, let me, you've I'll, got already a file from the uh, Australian Platinum, I gather. Have you? Yes. All right. Yes, I do. How do they submit that file? Do they do it in a, as an Excel spreadsheet one? or? Yeah, you're, there's two ways. You can ask them for a spreadsheet or you can just ask them for – I'm not sure what the other version is. It's a different version where they just – it's like a Word document maybe where they give you all the leads with all their responses. Um, but I just asked for the spreadsheet. Spreadsheet, okay. So, so they've got, they got a five-minute video here. Uh, in the help file, but, in, but I'm just in... I'm just looking. Oh, here we go. Right, right. Okay. Actually, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you import the um, the data, because the next step is like let's say you take that whole file, Julie. Yeah. That Platinum Leaves has given you. I haven't gone through um, Platinum yet. I'm just b before I start buying and then being stuck with another two thousand or three thousand subscribers, right? I want to yeah. know the process on how I actually import it into Aweber. Yeah. So, well, the, here's a good article. Here's a good article. I'm going to copy the URL and paste it into Skype for you to see. Uh huh. Okay. So, go, check out this article here on their help site. But basically, you when you when you get your um, Excel file from them and you import it because um, 
yeah, they will take an XLS, so Excel file. So when you import it into Aweber, Aweber then asks you which is the name field, which is the email field. You know what I mean? So it doesn't really matter what order the data is in. Uh-huh. Because Aweber will then ask you, is this the name column? Is this the email column? Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So um, now when you get just one thing, when you get the file from Platinum Leads, Platinum Leads, they there's about 15 or 13 different questions they ask mm -hmm. leads and you're going to get an Excel file with all the columns of their responses. Oh, okay. So when you're input, so you might want to copy that file and maybe delete the columns that you don't really want to have in Aweber. Oh, okay. Like you might not really want to know if they're an Australian citizen or not. Oh, okay. So that, that might be one of the fields. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So just make a copy, delete the columns that are not necessary. So you leave Aweber. the original file, take a copy of the file, and then delete the ones that you don't want to go into Aweber. Exactly. And, That's the best. Okay. And then you just import what uh, what's left that you've chosen yeah, to go into Aweber. That's oh. right. So you might only want, you might want their first name, last name, their email address, and maybe that's it for Aweber. You might not want anything else. Okay. Well, with um, the um, with the first name and or first last name and the email address, I don't have a provision on my page now to do the the first and last name and email address. I've only got a provision for putting email addresses, and that's a bit of a nuisance yeah. because when you send them a a, um, a message, you can't personalise it because you don't know who they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what you can do, you can create a separate if if you currently don't have a campaign that personalizes that doesn't use a first name and you want to do that, yeah. Especially for these leads that you're purchasing, mm -hmm. what you can do is create a new campaign, yeah. That you and you personalize it. How can you do that? If you uh, you can create as many campaigns in Aweber as you like. Yeah. So you can just you can create a new campaign. Just for importing these leads, for example. Oh, hi. And you can create a special follow-up sequence just for them. Mm-hmm. Where you, you know, you personalize, you put the All first right, name. All right, I see what you're getting at, but I'm sorry. Um, okay, so you've got the list in, oh, I see. So you can actually personalize it separately without having the um, the um, page on your landing page for them to go into and sign in their names and email addresses. Is that what you're saying? That's right, because because you purchase these leads, you don't have to send them to your landing page. You've already they're already your subscribers. Of course, of you course. Know. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, okay. So um, that's that's how I would handle it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Where where did you get the fifty thousand leads? I got them as a gift by mistake. <laughs> Somebody sent me uh, the leads thinking I was going to pay him 3000 for it and I told him to, you know. <laughs> he wasn't supposed to send me the leads, but he just decided he would send me 50,000 leads. And um, at that stage, I had absolutely no idea about autoresponders, how I was going to transfer these leads. I've still got them on my computer somewhere. I'll just have to search for them. I've also got another 2000s that were given to me as well, and we're stuck with those as well. <laughs> So now, now that I know how to do it, I'll be able to go in there and choose the file and get, and then send the campaign. Or does uh, Aweber do that automatically after the leads have been uploaded, or do you have to send that campaign? 
Okay. Now, if you if you import your leads into a campaign that you've set up with autoresponder messages all ready to go, yeah. Um, once you've imported those leads, well, what happens is that when you import those leads into your campaign, mm-hmm. uh, Aweber will immediately send them an an email ask asking them to confirm uh-huh. that they're happy for you to receive emails from you. Oh, okay. And then once they have clicked on that confirmation email, they will we'll automatically begin receiving the autoresponder sequence you've set up. Uh, will that be automatic or will I have to set it up? You That's will what? need to set up the follow-up sequence. Uh-huh. Now, you can copy that. You can copy that from an existing... Let's say you've got another campaign yeah. that you, you want them to receive that follow-up, same follow-up sequence. Instead of you going in there and recreating these messages, you can use it. There's a feature in Aweber... Mm where you can copy messages from one follow-up sequence to a campaign, to another campaign. Um, to another list that, or the same yeah, list. Yeah, to another list, that's right. But so, wouldn't that be automatic if you've got, say, um, you've already got a list set up under your name, say, and you've got your subscribers already in that list. Wouldn't If you put your new subscribers into that same list, wouldn't they just automatically mm-hmm. get yeah, the follow-up messages? That's correct. So it's if you only import you... subscribers into an existing campaign where you've already got a follow-up sequence and you've already got subscribers, yeah, they'll just be treated like those other subscribers. Okay, that's, that's fair enough. It's only when you actually produce a brand new list that you'd have to do the follow-up sequence. Yeah, that's right. If you create a new email campaign, a new campaign, a new list, yeah. you know, where you, you have to create your follow-up messages again. Uh-huh. Uh, and if you have a follow-up sequence already on attached to another list, you can easily copy it over with a click of a button. Mm, they've made Jeez. it so simple these days, haven't they, John? <laughs> yeah, they have. It was a yeah. lot harder when I first started. I think it's probably because I didn't know my way around Aweber either, so I'm getting more more used to it now and um, going to a lot of the help menus to find out how things are done. And if I get stuck right. and can't find it, usually uh, email support to find out from them. And then they put me step by step through it. So mm-hmm. copy it mm-hmm. out, print it out for future use in case I forget in the meantime. Yeah. But it's yeah. pretty good. All right. Well, I'll, I'll check for that 50,000 list that I've got. And I had another one for 2,000. So, yeah, they were given to me as gifts by mistake. Mm-hmm. Okay, nice. Once he's emailed Lucky it, he, he can't do much about it. That, that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you never know. They could be still up and running, those people. But I think there will be a lot of dead beats in amongst that. Oh, yeah. The, the most most likely will be yeah. a lot of – if you get a list of 50,000, depending on, you know, who's giving you that list, that's probably – and how old that list is. Yeah, well, I – you know, A lot of them might be unresponsive. And what you want to do, once you import them mm-hmm. into Aweber – you want to sort out quickly the the ones that are re, uh, responsive, which ones aren't, because you're going to be paying for the, that. Oh yeah, yeah. That oh, list. that's what I do. That I actually clean. That's why I purged my list the last time because a lot of them were unresponsive. It was like, uh, remember mm-hmm. when I was in? Strangely enough, I'm still in safe swaps, by the way, although I've cancelled. Yeah, they keep they safe swaps keeps your account active. Yeah, just um, in case you in come case back. You, in case you decide to come back. Uh huh. Yeah. So, yeah, I was paying for 6,000 subscribers, so I thought figure out, well, okay. But I've got ways and other means now to do it. So, yeah, thanks to your information, John. What would we do, yeah, with, what would we do without you, John? <laughs> Believe you me, what oh, would we? we'd be floundering. 
Happy to happy to help out. Happy yeah, help I think out, we help each other out, John. Don't we? We do. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, is there anyone else that uh, had something they wanted to talk about in today's call? Hi, John. It's Aurika here. Aurika. I am working on the landing page, and I am wondering if you can help me a little bit. What can uh, give to the uh, subscriber when they opt in my landing page. I can attach mm. a PDF file or has to be a website address or a video or what can I attach to an opt-in page, to a landing page. I am okay. okay. I can do landing page, but I am not so good on a web. <laughs> okay. So uh, do you have, do you, is the landing page you're working on right now, is it live that we can have a look at it? Oh, no, uh, I didn't open here. It's not. I, I was okay. to do today, but I didn't have a chance, so it's fine. Okay, that's all right. That's all right. So you want help with your landing page. Now, uh, what exactly did you want help? Uh, I'm just trying to understand exactly the, the help that you need. So is it is it your opt-in gift that you want help with? Yeah, I opt-in for my water business, and I want to have opt-in to send the um, I have a PDF. I have an ebook uh, about health, or I have an ebook yeah. about uh, business opportunity. And yeah. I don't know if I can attach a PDF file, and if I have to do double opting or no. Okay. All right. First of all, I don't. I don't recommend you do double opting. I I prefer not to do double opting myself. Okay. Um. It, it look. Either way is okay. You can do double opting if you want. I just prefer not to do double opting. Um, you'll double opt-in means, uh, so if you don't do a double opt-in, you'll get more active subscribers. They might not be as responsive, but you'll have more subscribers. Um, now, the, and, and it's one less message that goes out that you have to worry about. I mean, with Aweber, they create the, the double opt-in message for you, but anyway, I prefer to turn that feature off and just have it single opt-in. Okay. Um, as far as the gift goes, now, do, it depends to where you're, you're, the traffic that you're sending to your landing page. Is it people that are interested in an income opportunity or is it people that are interested in improving their health? I want to do two landing pages. Okay, great. One will be for health and one for business opportunity. Okay, good, good. So, so the, the, for the landing page that's related to health, people that are interested in improving their health with the king in water, what you would do is create a, um, a landing page around that, around you know th- that desire that they have, and the gift would be related. You know, top ten tips for turning your health around in thirty days, or something like that. You know, whatever your gift is, but make it related to health. The the other landing page would be for the, those that are interested in a business opportunity. That um, that landing page will be about, um, you know, the gift will be related to how they can... But they uh, have to build uh, a PDF file? A business opportunity. Uh, no, look, it doesn't have to be a PDF file. It can be. It can, it can be a video. You can, they can opt in to see a video that you've created that, that's going to teach them some great, you know, some, some really important strategy. Um, so it can, be, it can be a PDF, it can be a video, um, 
Either way is fine. You, those are the two main ones that you'll go with usually. Good. Sounds very good. Thank you, John. Thank you very much. It's clear okay. now. Thank you. All right. It's clear. Okay, good. Good. Very good. Uh, Mel, you know how we were talking a few weeks ago about your blog and then I said I would sign up to your list and uh, wait for the message to come from, that you send out. So I, di I did get your email, Mel. Yep. And I'm looking at it right now. I'm, I'm looking at the one you sent out about, uh, they came out 17 hours ago. Yeah. Uh, the latest one. And so let me give you some feedback because I know you're talking about how, you know, you've got a lot of subscribers now, but you're not selling any products and, you and you know, you wanted some tips around it. So, look, I, I think one thing is I, I like the consistency of your email messages. All right. So what I notice is from the two that I received, they're the same. They come, they come weekly. The format's the same. People like that, you know. Why is McDonald's so successful? They don't make the best hamburgers, but people know if you go to McDonald's and you buy a Big Mac, you know you're going to get a Big Mac. So it's going to taste the same, pretty much the same. It doesn't matter if you get it from New Zealand, you get it from Australia, you get it from America. It really doesn't matter. So, uh, you know, like I was, <laughs> this is crazy. So I'm 18-year-old, I'm in Paris, you know, and, and I could go anywhere to eat. And you know where I went to eat as an 18-year-old in Paris? You know, you have an opportunity to go there once or maybe once in a life, more, whatever. I only had a week. I went to McDonald's to have something to eat. I mean, isn't that crazy? <laughs> I think that I think that's crazy. Yeah. But because I knew I knew what I was going to, you know what I mean? I just was, I was sort of unsure because that's what happens. When people are confused, they just stick with what they know. So, but, but anyway, look, consistency is really good here. So, um, and, and you know, you, you're branding yourself. You know, you've got something, you're Captain Mel. You've you've got your theme. This your your subscribers are your crew. I love that. You know, you, you, it's something different. You're creating it and you're creating a culture there and uh, you know community. So uh, you've created a video how to get more clicks uh, from link URLs in your Facebook posts, and so you create a video. I'm just going to click on that link. I want to see where it takes me. Yeah, I thought that was a good video. All right, so there's your, um, I'm just going to put the volume down on this video. Okay, so you're taking them to your video. Um, and awesome, so you teach, you're teaching them some strategies there. And that's in, what, two and a half minutes or something? Yeah, yeah, excellent. Yeah, something I, I, I came across myself. And it works extremely well. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I was right. I was using a similar technique for uploading my videos. If I put my video link up, it gets there directly, and then I put my text message in after that. That was a previous video I did, so this is something else. Okay. Good. Good. So. All right, so there's there's your the content that you're giving. So you're adding value to your list. You're giving them that content. Then after that, um, you've got the um, so a promotion. So a product that you're recommending them to, to them. Um, and you've got. I, I like that you've got images in your email. I think that's really good. Oh, and by the way, I, I did sell one from last week's the Easy Share. You made a sale. I did. 
Well, there you go. You're telling me you're not making sale. Oh, no, that's good. I mean, obviously, you want to be making more than just one sale, but that's that's great. That's the first that's one. That's fantastic. That's awesome. That's awesome. Really good. I just don't know whether it came from my list or from someone who went to my blog because I've got um, okay. about 300-odd subscribers on YouTube and getting a similar number on my blog. Oh, okay. Well, look, there is a way for you to – is that a ClickBank product, Mel? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to teach you a strategy where you can uh, – there's something you can do to – to know where your sales are coming from. Also your clicks, it's not just your sales, you can go into analytics and check, because you want to know too where your clicks are coming from too, not just your sales. So um, so here, have a look at the blog, you've got to here have a look at the blog, I'm just um, clicking, okay, so that link is to the actual, um, now I've just got a question for you Mel, in your email, for that product, uh, the artwork slicer creator. Yeah. You, you do. Do you have a direct link to the product in your email? Because it looks like you've got a link to a blog post about it. That is strange. It seems to be the only sales page they've got. That comes from the hop link. Okay, that is the actual hop link. Yeah. It goes to that. Okay. Yeah, that is unusual. I, I typically wouldn't rec promote a product like this, you know, that has a page, the landing page for the affiliate link is like this because, yeah, there's, it doesn't look like a sales page at all. Did, did it have, what, what was the gravity like for this product? Oh, about 2.9. Yeah, nah, don't do it. Yeah, don't promote it. It looked good. If it's got a gravity of 2.9, you want, yeah, you don't want to be promoting it. It actually you know. looked good in the CB Trends graphs. Yeah, but um, it just well look. It might, yeah, it, it could be for different reasons. Sometimes people change their hop links too. Like vendors will change where the the hop link goes to. So let's say that it it might have previously been going to a high converting landing page, but then for some reason they've decided to change it and send the traffic to their blog. Yeah. So, um, but so that is but okay. I'm glad though that the link in your email is your hop link. That's what you want to do. Just yeah, don't. I wouldn't recommend promoting a ClickBank product with a, a gravity of, uh, of less than, like anything less than 10, I typically wouldn't, uh, even 20, you know, so I, I prefer, it depends, it does depend on the category it's in, because some categories, uh, let's say the, the make money online category, there's lots of products that have a gravity of 50 or more, so I wouldn't promote anything less than 50, um, but let's say I'm in the, uh, the, um, what's another category, um, like a health category, okay? Let's say natural remedies category. The, 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 the highest gravity product might be 200 and something, but then there might not be many that are over 20. Like there might only be two or three over 20 and the rest are, you know, there's a lot of them between 15 and 20 or 10 and 20. Then it would be okay to promote, you know, products between 20, 10 and 20 gravity. But, um, sorry, we've got someone joining the call. Um, so look at so I don't like I don't like to have a hard and fast rule for for ClickBank gravity and say never promote a product with a gravity less than such and such. It it depends on the category that you're in. You know what are the top? Just pick from the top products basically in that category. Yeah, John. That's what you want to be doing. 
I'm tending to run out of ClickBank products for all these videos I'm creating. Uh, yeah. And that's one reason why I put that in, because it coincided more or less with the video. But because I haven't made any ClickBank sales for so long, um, this is the first one since their last payment to me. And if I'm not careful, I could lose this sale I made yeah. because they start deducting money yeah. from my account after a certain length of time. Well, look, I think that maybe maybe just be careful the products that you're promoting with Bank. Like if you're promoting really low gravity products, that may be a reason why. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you just uh, you know you're not making the sales. Uh, also, you don't. It doesn't have to be ClickBank products. Okay. There's lots. There's other affiliate networks out there. There's JVZoo, for example. That's extremely popular at the moment. So you can hop over to JVZoo and check out their marketplace. Look at their high, uh, their popular products, and promote that. And like if you're running out of stuff on ClickBank, don't 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 scrape at the bottle of the barrel. The trouble. Uh, there. The trouble is, John. Now I've got a sale. I've got to try and get more sales in ClickBank, mm -hmm. which tends yep. to tie me to ClickBank. Otherwise, I'll, I'll lose that sale that I've made. So, although I'd like to go to JVZoo, etc., um, and I've got uh, other sites as well, I've got to keep up ClickBank sales. Oh, I, I recommend alternating because, look, the amount of sales you're making right now, I don't think it's, you know, that. That's not a good enough reason to continue promoting ClickBank products just to save one sale. Do you know what I mean? If it's going to affect your business, it's going to affect you know the the amount of money you're actually earning. What I'm trying to say is, let's say you you, you are alternating networks. Let's say one week you're doing a JVZoo product, or or you, because you haven't used JVZoo at all, you know you start promoting some of their products. But then you come back to a click. You can come. You can always whenever you want to come back to promote a ClickBank product whenever there's another good one. But if you if you slog if you're flogging ClickBank products to save one sale, do you know what I mean? It it doesn't make much sense. You know, do you, do you, do you risk losing a thirty you know a twenty dollar commission thirty dollar commission? Do you, sorry do you do you risk selling let's say a hundred dollars on worth of JVZoo commissions on good products on JVZoo popular products to, to for the sake of saving a thirty dollar commission? And it's not just about the money too. If you're if if you're sending your list products of a very low gravity, so, and they go there and they see it's just like some blog, it's not even proper sales page, and they don't even know why they're there, and um, then that's going to affect the responsiveness of your list as well. Yeah. So th these are th some things to consider. So I'd recommend, um, you know, I'm not saying abandon ClickBank. You maybe revisit some of the popular. ClickBank products, because there's always new products coming out of ClickBank anyway. So just keep an eye out for the new, really good new new ones, maybe some really good product launches that are happening. Or um, find a product that's still, that's really good on ClickBank that you might promote it a year ago. You can promote it again, you know, if it's a really good product. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, so there's some ideas for you anyway. But... In, in keeping in tracking your clicks on click so if you go if we go now to the if I log into uh, Clickbank or if I go to the Clickbank uh, marketplace I'm going to go because on because there is a way 
when you're setting up your hop link so just one second I'm just gonna log in okay so if I go if I go into the Clickbank marketplace and I'm just gonna pick any product I you know doesn't really matter which one it is first one that comes now when you oops on the sales page um, when I go to when I click on the promote link for that product in the marketplace you know and it asks me for my my when you're creating your unique affiliate link um, it asks you for your account nickname that's already in there if you're logged in so mine's money John uh, the track now the tracking ID mail you can use tracking ID so you can let's say you want to call your tracking ID get response okay and you can when then when you click on the create button and you create your um, your unique link hopbank link you'll see at the end of it it's got this um, question mark TID equals get response and that so when someone purchases you'll know that that sale came from someone that clicked on a link now you what you'll do is you'll take this unique link your affiliate link and use it just in your get response campaigns so when you when you're creating your email and get response you would use that link now on your blog if you wanted a link to this product on your blog you would change the TID at the end to equal blog or something you know what I mean something that you can identify came from your blog and that's and you would use um, the TID equals blog on your um, when you're putting a link on your blog and so if you make a sale you'll actually see that if you make a sale uh, of the product when you go into your Clickbank uh, membership uh, your Clickbank account and you're looking at that sale it'll say it'll have TID and it'll tell you is it if it'll tell you if it'll, uh, it'll say either blog or it'll say either get response so you'll know that that sale came from the blog or it came from get response whereabouts is this TID link John Okay, so if you if you go go to your ClickBank marketplace, yeah, and um, pick any product out of the ClickBank marketplace, it doesn't matter. Yeah, pick click on the pr red promote button next to the product. Yeah, and when you click on that button, it'll um, come up with a box where it's got your account nickname already in there. Is that correct? I've got uh, the affiliate program, the hot link, two two bars with hop links on them um, oh yeah yeah I, I've gone past that one. You click create. don't click create yet yeah I oh, don't click create not yet oh I'll close window and start again yeah close so window so yep now uh, it's now you've got your account nickname in the top is that correct oh yeah tracking ID tracking ID optional that's where you would put for example get response okay you could type get response there and when you click on create so let's say you, let's say you type get response and then click on create. Can you see how at the at the end of the link it's got question mark TID equals get response? Oh, if I put in and I click create. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. TID, yep. I see it. Now, if you were to use that top link, if you were to use that in your email message as the uh, URL. If you made a sale from your, if someone clicked on your email link and, and purchased, you would actually see that in ClickBank. It will say in the in the um, in the item there. Um, 
it'll say that the TID is get response. So you know that the sale, that product that you that per person purchased came from get response. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'll show you what I mean. Like if I go if you go now, go Mel to your um go to your dashboard. Um get response. Uh no no, sorry, in Clickbank. Uh, I'm just going there one second, I'm just looking myself. Alright, so if you go, if you find a product that you've purchased, um, oh sorry, that someone has purchased using your affiliate link, I should say. Um, now you'll notice the fields there, Mel, that one of them is, um, it says TID. Can you see that field that says TID? It's after the receipt number. I've lost you there. Uh, where, so, where? So, so you're in. So what I'd like you to do is bring up that product that someone purchased using your affiliate link. I want you to find that that product. Oh, bring up the product that. Uh, so what I mean is, like, if you go to your dash, if you go to your dashboard, Mel. That's ClickBank. Yep, your ClickBank dashboard. And you know how it when you make a sale, there's a graph there, and it shows you the. The amount that you commission you earn when you made the sale. You know when you log in when you log into ClickBank and you go to your dashboard. Uh, I'm looking at my weekly sales snapshot. That one. Okay. Yep. Can you see the product that you earn a commission on? Not on that account home weekly sales. I have to go to reporting or somewhere. Okay. Yeah. 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 Was it long? Was it longer than a couple of weeks ago or something? Is that oh, no, it was only the other day. So mm, how come it's not showing up? It hasn't. Uh, uh, it hasn't appeared on the period ending yet. Um, what I did, I uh, dashboard. I clicked on the week ending and the current week, and when I went on, it gave me something that I could go on. I saw the vendor was Easy Share. So it gives me the the dates and the receipts and the Can you see that information right now? Yeah. Can you see where it says TID? Can you see a column that says TID? It's just after the receipt column. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Is, is it blank, the TID? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Now, when you use that tracking that we just, you just saw there in that promote window, yeah. when you use that, that's where the information will go. Excellent. So you'll see, let's say you the link you create for your get response, you use TID equals get response, and then the one for your blog, you use TID equals blog. Um, if you made a, if someone, clicked on your blog link and purchased, you would see blog in the TID So field. I've got to do two hop links and put a different TID in for each. Exactly. Exactly. So when you're creating your email link, use, you know, a TID equals whatever, get response, email, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. As long as it's just for you to, it's so you know where the sale come from because like you like you were saying before, um, you didn't know. Yeah. You know you don't know. Is it someone that visited your blog and you made the sale, or is it someone that, you know, one of your subscribers? 
Yeah. So that's that's a way to find out. Oh, great. So uh, just going back and just going back to your email, Mel. So look, I think I think those things that we talked about are going to help you. So you know, we we talked a lot a few weeks ago about your blog, some changes you can make. I think um, the, I think your emails look fine. There's there's nothing essentially wrong with your emails. I think they're really good. Again, the consistency, the formatting's the same. You're providing value because you're creating videos each week for your subscribers so they can learn something. Um, I'm just concerned about products that you're selecting, that you're promoting. So don't, you know, don't get to promote these low gravity products because I'm, I'm, I can tell you right now, I'd be super surprised if you make a sale of, of the artwork slicer creator based on that landing page that you're sending people to. So um, I, I needn't worry too much about linking the product with the video I'm making. No, you don't have to. It doesn't have to be. You know, the, the video that you're, the content you're creating for your subscribers doesn't have to be related to your product. I mean, as long as it's in the same niche, but it doesn't have to be, you know, directly like uh, if you're creating video about Facebook links, you don't have to have a product about Facebook links. It can be something related, anything related to internet marketing, you know, something that you're recommending, you know, it could be Mel's product recommendation for the week. And it could be, it could be related to video. And if it is fantastic. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. That can be really good, but it doesn't have to be. While we were no. doing this exercise, I was using an, Insta an Instagram product, which had a 13 gravity, and uh, I'll make a note of that, and then I can find something to make a video on for Instagram next week. Now, Excellent. what I did... Uh, this week, I'm actually starting to run out of Creative Commons videos for my various social media topics. Mm. So what I found, I'll go into the into the broad search for standard certificate videos. I look through there. I found. Um, a very short one with a tip which I was interested in. I listened to what the fellow said, and then I went my uh, and made my own video about what I learnt from his video. Exactly. The, right. That, that was right. that was actually getting a bit interesting because as I was sourcing through all these standard certificate videos, there's a huge lot of valuable stuff there. Exactly. I mightn't exactly. have even got finished yet uh, because there's so many videos I was wanting to look at because of the fund of information there. Yeah, and that's a great point you made. So I know that you, in the past, you've done a lot with Creative Commons, but it, and, and a, a common question that comes up is, okay, I want, I, I'd like to be using YouTube to get more exposure, to get more traffic, to get more leads and more sales, but what can I create a video about? And I totally agree with what you just said, Mel. You know, I I would go on YouTube, and and if you can't think of something yourself, for some reason you can't think of a video. I mean, that trust me, there's always stuff that I can create. I I, I don't really need to go out and get ideas because I just create videos about what I'm actually doing at the moment. But if I needed, if I did run out of ideas and I wanted to create more videos, I would 
I'll just go and have a look in my niche and see what people are creating videos about. See which con which topics are really popular and just go ahead, watch some videos and get the ideas and then create your own. Not necessarily copying the video, but just make it your own. Make something, uh, teach people something that you've learned from the video um, so you can give value and maybe, you know, you put your perspective on it maybe or add something to it. Yeah, for instance, was it last week? I actually improved on what the fellow said. I found a much better way to do the tip. Much mm -hmm. <laughs> more mm. straightforward. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Very good. All right. Um, oh, by the way, is there, uh, yes, Mel. Should thank that. Uh, I think he was giddy last week that gave me all those tips for my blog, and I did institute all the changes I could make. And yeah, I appreciate that. Excellent. I'm glad to hear. Oh, there That's is good. something about all the social metrics on the blog. Mine are all about zero. It, it, it's a section which tells you how much interconnection you've got or engagement with all different sites and social metrics. I, I just can't find it offhand, but it comes up fairly often and it's got the Alexa ranking and okay. all those yeah, things. Yeah, definitely share. Share with us if you can find that. That'd be great. Um, I'm just a bit concerned that mine are all zeros as if I'm not getting my blog recognized enough. And, and there was also another huge lot to do after I installed that new Yoast SEO plugin. It's not sufficient just to um, install it and start using it because mm -hmm. of all the importance of the settings. I learnt that subsequently and that could be another video itself. Mm -hmm. Now this uh, that that reminds me of something that happened to me this week. I wanted to share with you guys something really important. So, um, one of the websites that I'm working with, it, we're getting a lot of traffic, and um, it was really it's taking a long time to load up, and that's causing us to lose leads because when people come to a site, if it takes too long to load up, it's never a good thing. So, um, what we what we did was um, I went to GT Metrics. And I know I've, I've mentioned this site before, gtmetrics.com. And so I put in the name, I put in, I put in the URL. And so let me, let me just show you, um, let me show you a. Well, I'll do, I'll do it for my blog. Let me do this for my blog. So if you put, if you go to gtmetrics.com and you put in the URL of your site, your blog or whatever site you have. What GT Metrics does, it goes and, and tell it tells you how long it's taking for your site to load up, and it gives it a grading. It's it'll say to you, um, you know, it'll say your page. So for my blog, from my uh, from this internet connection, I'm getting a page speed grade of B, it's eighty percent, and a Y slow grade of D, sixty four percent. It's it's saying that my page load up time is four point six nine seconds. And my total page size is 1.03 megabytes. Okay, now and then it does even more than that. It gets very specific and it tells you exactly 
where you, what you're doing well on your site and what you're not doing well and it'll tell you exactly um, what you need to fix to make it load up better because that's a very important part not just of not just of user experience people that want your site to load up quickly but also for SEO if Google sees that your site's taking too long to load up they're gonna punish you in your rankings your search engine rankings. so uh, what I've what we found with the site that I was working on was that the reason why it's taking it so long to load there was a lot yes there was a lot of traffic coming to the site but it was the way the the this WordPress site was handling that traffic there was too much JavaScript in the in the header and that that there was too much JavaScript because of the plugins that were being used so be very very careful plugins can be great but only use plugins that you have to use right and even then pick the best ones of those plugins like if you want to use a search engine plugin or, or let's say a Google sitemap plugin uh, let's say you want to uh, use a a plugin that creates a sitemap for you automatically for Google pick the one that most people have downloaded and that has good ratings and that is being kept up to date because when you go to wordpress.org plugins forward slash plugins you can it'll uh, say so if I go there now if I go to wordpress.org uh, forward slash plugins um, and let's do let's say I do a search for a sitemap because I want a plugin that's going to create a sitemap for me automatically I don't want to. I don't want to do it manually. And, um, so, it's it's given me um, 212 plugins, and the, the so here's one. The second one on the list is called XML sitemap and Google News Feeds. Oh, actually, no, that's okay. I'm not sure. Google News Feeds. I'm not sure if that's the one that we want. Okay, the first one's called sitemap. Um, and it's been downloaded 230,000 times. So you know you want to pick a you basically want to pick a plugin that does what you want it to do. But it's been down usually the more it's been downloaded, that's a good sign. I can see the rating; it's got four out of five stars. It's been rated by 16 people, and it was last updated on the 16th of the 7th, which was exactly two months ago. So it is being updated quite regularly. That's good. You know you don't want a plugin that was updated last you know two years ago. Because when you upgrade your WordPress, it might not work anymore and cause problems. So that's the thing. That's the things that I'm looking at when I'm looking for a plugin. Look at how many people have downloaded it. What's the ratings like? Has it been updated recently? Um, but be be very careful. Only use plugins on your WordPress site that you have to use. Too many plugins is a bad thing. It will slow things down. And yeah, it's just something. Yeah, just something to be aware of. Uh, it really helps. So what we did to fix to sort this issue out, what we did was we we deactivated quite a few plugins that we weren't using anymore, or that we found another way to do it that we didn't necessarily have to use a plugin. Um, and then our because we're having we're getting problems with HostGator was saying to us, hey, we've had to disable we've had to sort of disable your account some of the features in your account because your CPU you, CPU usage is way too high. And um, Anyway, it's just something to be aware of. Yeah, John. Yes, Mel. I've installed that GT Metrics as a plugin on both my blogs, and since I installed that Yoast plugin, I've just done myself a retest, and my ratings have improved quite a lot compared Good. with uh, previous. But I'm and if you remember previous, I went to Fiverr 
and because a fellow had talked about GT metrics in improving your blog speed, I gave him a go mm -hmm. and he just about wrecked my show. Yeah, yeah, I know, I remember that. Yeah. I do remember that. You've got to be really careful with the people that you use. And, so uh, I haven't yeah. been prepared to go back into Fiverr again because I'm too busy on other things. But yep. they talk about defer passing of JavaScript, specify image dimensions. Now, I've tried that, couldn't figure it out. And then they talk about leverage browser caching serving yeah. scale yeah look a lot of the stuff exactly look a lot of the stuff I don't understand at all and you don't have to um, the main thing is that uh, it's good to be aware of what's happening on your blog and you know simple things you can do is just disable plugins you know especially ones that you're not really using or you can do some, or, or you can do it a different way and just see what the result is you know but yeah understanding all that technical stuff that's that's a different story and I mean maybe if you if you are outsourcing your stuff to someone that is technical that's you do want to get them to be checking that to be checking GD metrics make sure that you know obviously if you're outsourcing to someone you trust Mel I'm not recommending you go back to that that same person uh, actually that was another thing I also remembered I also, we also found that the the theme we were using on this site had a lot of JavaScript in the header and that was causing a problem too so we're looking at changing the theme so the theme that you choose for your site can, will have an impact on your um, uh, on your page speed like your load up speed uh, I recommend just using some of the, the ones that come with WordPress like each year WordPress will release a new theme so at the moment the, the latest one is 2014 and um, you can typically customize those themes anyway now you can customize the colors and the fonts and everything so it's good if you go with a, a standard WordPress theme like that and customize it then you you'll typically be better off all right. I couldn't find anywhere that would explain what these uh, terms were. Yeah. Yeah. Look. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, I'm not sure either, Mel. Yeah. I, I just get my guy to look at it. So, and he's got right. he's got experience in that area. Now we we've come to the end of our time for today. But is there anything anyone wanted to talk about that they haven't had a chance yet? John, I have a short question. When we send email, I used to send the picture in the email. I love the picture. Then I read somewhere when you send picture in the email, it's uh, you don't have the big chance to open the email. It's harder for the receiver to open the email. What is your opinion? Um, look, I, I don't think it's an issue these days. Oh, it might have been years ago. Excuse me. But uh, no, I don't think that's a problem. Because I, st I stopped sending the picture after I read that. Yep. But I hear today yep. saying it's good to send the picture. So you think yep. it's okay to send the picture? I think it's really good. Yeah, Thank I you. reckon I it's, it's really brilliant. Um, now, you should, you should write your emails in a way that um, if there's any links, that you, you still create a text version just in case the image the doesn't appear yeah. for them. Well, guess what, Laura? So you write, you basically you write your email as if they can't see the image for those that won't, for some reason or other, can't get the image. But yeah. it's great to have an image in there. Okay, yeah. thank you. Good advertising, Orica. Thank you. Mm -hmm.
Yeah. John. Look, it really it makes your email stand out. It's really good. Yes. John, Julie. how can I access the back office for my blog? I can access the blog now, but I can't access the back office. So I can't add anything to um, it. I can't delete so you, anything. Okay. So you need to know how to access the, the your uh, WordPress dashboard. Exactly. So you, I'll um, put the link so on the bottom. Treats, That's the one I it, use. Treat the Trinity. Yeah. .com. That's your site, treatthetrinity.com. Yeah. WordPress. I'm just going there now. Okay, so what you do, all you need to do is go forward slash WP hyphen admin. I've already got that on, on the uh, message. That's the one I'm using. No, no, just just WP hyphen admin, not forward slash login. Oh, okay. So if you're having problems, you're not sure where to go for your dashboard, and this is for anyone that has a WordPress site, just go to <laughs> the domain. So in this case, it's treatthetrinity.com. Yeah. And then you do forward slash WP hyphen admin ah, um, and, no login. and then it and then it'll re, it'll the login page will appear great so I can do some cleaning up on that treat the Trinity <laughs> yeah yeah mm, okay all right Terrific. look Thanks I really appreciate you're welcome Julia really appreciate everyone being on the call and I hope uh, everyone got something valuable oh we did out of today's call we did yeah you did Okay, great. Um, if there's anything during the week, don't hesitate to put in a support ticket. Uh, we'll, I'm looking at those every day. Um, otherwise, bring your questions here next week and we'd love to go over them. All right, thanks, everyone. Have a great week. Thanks, thanks John. Bye. Okay, bye. Thanks very much, John. Thanks, thanks, John. A transcript summary of today's podcast, including links to sites mentioned is available on my blog at johnlagodakis.com. That's J-O-H-N-L-A-G-O-U-D-A-K-I-S.com. And if you'd like help setting up your own successful internet marketing business, I highly recommend you check out my free webinar at makemoneywithjohn.com. Thank you for joining us on this audio program. For more online success strategies, visit makemoneywithjohn.com dot com.